Uh, let's catch up with uh, Nick Evans. He joins us now out of the UK. Morning, Nick. How are you? Morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, good, mate. Good. We've got a bit of a, a bit of a deal going here. Uh, as he's taking the ABs. <laughs> I, I said a couple of days ago that I if I was no, down no, to my, no, 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 I said if I was down to my last ten bucks and had to put it one way or the other, I'd be putting it on the Irish. So now apparently I have to dye my hair green if you and Kempy uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if the All Blacks win, uh, and as he has to go blonde. Uh, your thoughts on that matchup first, up, brother? Oh yeah, mate, mate. She's she's a tough one, eh? I think. Um... <laughs> Like, I don't like to sit on the fence either, and if I had my last 10, um, I'd be siding with the Irish as well if I, if I had to put it on. Um, and I'm oh, sorry you're going about that. Like, I, I, think, I think, mate, if, they, if, if, this, if, if this game's played 10 times, I think the Irish win six of them. Um, that's where we're at uh, uh, for me. Um, and But, there's, but there's, there's a way New Zealand can win. There is a way that we can win, um, but we have to be at our best. Oh, you're going blonde too, and uh, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I, nah, don't hair I left, understand. I don't, I'm, I'm a coach now. I don't have any hair left, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I love your honesty, mate. It's going to be a hell of a game. I cannot wait for it to, to be played out on Sunday morning here in, in NZ, mate. But uh, let's talk about England's quarterfinal with Fiji. Obviously, lost them before the World Cup. They've had a reasonable build-up throughout the pool play, just getting over Samoa. But I just read some news. There's a bit of friction in the group. Uh, maybe yeah, Andy uh, Owen Farrell and, and Arundel had a bit of a scrap, and that was a guy that scored five tries, and someone that adds a bit of difference. Is Owen Farrell bigger than the team? Oh, mate, it's, it's a weird one. It's, it's like, I still can't get over it when you look at the quarterfinals at the moment. You see one side of the draw, you're like, three of these mm. teams aren't making a final. You look at the other side and you're like, for a start, how are one of these teams even making the final? So England, yeah, yeah. as you say, England um, England have got the, the great side of the draw. They've, they've been okay through the, you know, obviously I thought the Argentina game, they played pretty well. The Samoa game, I mean, I mean, I don't know how Samoa didn't. Didn't get, end up winning that game is, is beyond me, but um, yeah, Arundel, mate, he's a, he's a he's a class act, and, and it defies a bit of belief that even a guy that scores five mm. tries in the game just doesn't get a look in. Doesn't, and he's obviously really frustrated. Um, you know, there seems to be this kind of cul-de-sac around England where they just they just can't get away from Farrell. Um, you know, there's I mean, there's there's chat up here that um, Ford might not even be starting. It could be Farrell at ten, wow. uh, Marcus Smith at Marcus Smith at fifteen. Um, one thing about one one thing I will say around uh, Steve Borthwick, and he's always said it. He was there. He said it when I was there um, in the Six Nations, is that he um, he'll go game by game. He'll select for the, for that game. There's nothing about what what what's in the future. It's it's right what's in front of him and what he decides uh, is best for that game is, is he'll pick. So um, he, he's he's a big believer in that. And um, yeah, fair play if that's the way he wants to go. But yeah, it's just not great for cohesion, and um, it's not a great look mm. if. Uh, before a quarterfinal, you've got your captain and your your young fella busting up on the on the training field. Yeah, George Ford, mate, he's he's been class throughout. Is this a reason because defensively he might be lacking and on adds a bit of stability at ten? Like, well, what do you make of his inclusion at ten and George Ford's snubs? Yeah, if if they do go that way, um, Ford Ford's brilliant. 
um, you know, like Ford is a tactical master. He's a magician when it comes to tactically, just like like um, Farrell. But what what Ford's got, he's got the attacking piece as well. Um, he's uh, he's got the ability to, to to get on the front foot. I mean, he's he's, he's just he's in between your Marcus Smith and your and your own Farrell. Um, yeah, defensively, like there, there is a little probably a little bit of issue, but mate. You know, most tens probably have a little bit of an issue mm. around uh, around defensive sides, uh, uh, defensive ability. So um, I don't know, mate. I, I just think like they've they've got them they've painted themselves into a corner with Farrell as captain, and they you just they just can't leave him out. Um, there's no way that they can leave him out. And um, if they're going they're going that way, they've got to fit him in somewhere. And like if it was up to me, mate, I'd, I'd be I'd be Ford, Manu, Joe Marchant. Um, and, and then you've got your wings and your fullback, and obviously they want to. They, they think with Fiji, Fiji aren't going to kick a lot, so maybe putting Marcus <laughs> Smith, I can, I can, I can go with that. I can go with that. And what have you made, Nick? What have you made of the Pacific teams? You know, like they, they seem for me. I said yesterday they seem to be struggling um, with the physicality of the Pacific sides. Is that how you've seen it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I think, um, mate, they're, they're well coached now, the Pacific sides. And, and what I'm seeing now is, like, they're, they're fit. Um, I caught up with Glenn Jackson um, before he left. Uh, he was over in England, um, went for the England game. And, like, they, they, they've the Fiji side just concentrated on fitness. Um, you know, all the mistakes and um, all the, the, the discipline errors come from because they're not, they're not fit enough. Um, you know, so they've worked really hard on that fitness level, and and that's why I think you're you're, you're seeing those guys, uh, you know, the Pacific Island teams especially, like competing games, and they're allowed to uh, the ability to keep that physicality, especially in defence. Um, it's longer in games now, you know, it's, it's towards the back end of games that they're that they're um, that physicality is still there. So, you know, I, I thought I thought Fiji looked a little bit leggy against Portugal, but the, they're a bit like the French. They've got that one game in, in them that they can that they can lose, and and hopefully that they they get refreshed and um, you know they, they they come out firing against England because mate, they've beaten them once. There's an opportunity there to beat them again. That's got to be a big carrot for them. Got to be a big carrot. Just on on the uh, the Farrell versus Ford thing. I mean, the other thing that jumped to mind immediately when you mentioned defense is that Ford doesn't have too much of a reputation in getting carded. I um, mean, if you were Glenn Jackson and, and no. Fiji, you just you you just throwing that uh, that inside ball, aren't you, and running at Farrell and waiting for him to waiting for him to go high. Mate, hundred percent. And if you're ball carrying into, you just be lowering your body height a little bit, just just um, dipping at the knees a little bit, and you'd probably be in with a shout. But yeah, no, certainly there's that there's that issue. And um, you know, like like Farrell's, um, like I've worked with him in the Six Nations, and you know, like we we can we can laugh about at what he is, but he's a, he's a top bloke, mate. He's an ultra competitor. Um, he's unbelievable. You know, he, he loves the game and he loves the loves the team, whoever he plays for. Um, and he's on the line. You know, we we talk about Richie McCaw for an hour, like and around the breakdown on the line all the time you know sometimes he went over sometimes he didn't but Farrell mate he's he's an ultra competitor and I, I hope I hope he doesn't get in a situation where uh it's going to cost him again because he it obviously shows he hasn't learned, learned his lesson um but uh yeah we'll have to we'll have to wait and see but what about Manu Tuilangi um what have you made of his uh impact throughout this world cup has he been used the right, right way in terms of England's game plan not really, mate. No, I think um, mm. when you've got a guy like that, um, it's uh, yeah. we, we, it's the same up here at Quinns. We've, we've got Andre Esterhazen at Quinns, and uh, mate, we use him all the time, like set piece, and it, mm. it doesn't matter that people know he's know he's coming. You got to stop him, you know. You got you got to mm. stop him, and um, that, that's the same with Manu. I'd like to see him use more. Um, I think it was the Argentinian game; he carried the ball three times 
it's like, man, that's a travesty. Like you gotta, you gotta yeah. use him. You know, whether he's a decoy, whether he just sucks in defenders, whether you're making the ten or twelve, make them make him make tackles. You know, like, I mean, if I had to make playing ten, if I had to make you know five or six tackles on a guy like that, it impacts the rest of the game. You know, the, the kicking's hard, the working back into attacks hard because you're sore. The guy's like massive. He's about 155 <laughs> kilos or something like. He's huge. So, mm. um, yeah, I think he. I think you know they tried to play him at 13. He's not quick enough for a 13. Like, don't put him at 13. Mm. He's going to get roasted. Um, so yeah, I think um, yeah he, he he's not used enough. Um, put him at 12. Use him off set plays. Use him again. Use him you know little breakouts off lineouts into the seam. Make the 10. Make tackles. Um, and then that opens up uh, opens up the game for you. Um, so, so Nick, just, just quickly, sorry, we were just having a little, little moment there. I was like, you go, I go, I'll go, I'll go. Why are you coaching, mate? Why are you in there making these, these decisions? Because you're making real sense. Like they have the talent. They, they have the depth over in England, but the, the direction or just understanding of where their strengths lie, it's quite confusing. Yeah, look, it's, um. It's obviously there's a, there's there's no question that there's um, the talent up here the, the the player pool's huge up here in England um, the you know the uh, the lower grades the the 18s and the and the 21s are, are consistently playing well and, and operating at the, at the sharp end of tournaments that they play um, you know the the Premiership here the brand is brilliant the product on the field is unreal like um, some of the rugby up here is, is outstanding um, obviously you're governed by a bit like the coach the head coach like Steve Borthwick plays a pretty um, pragmatic way of playing um, you know he and he's going to pick players uh, that that suit that kind of game plan um, you know. I think England have kind of lost their little identity a little bit. Um, you know, if we go back, uh, you know, like four or five years ago, it was a power set piece defence. Um, mm. And they kind of tried to maybe change that a little bit, but it hasn't worked. So they're kind of in between. They're going back. But it's kind of the pressure from outsiders to like, you've got to pick the Danny Kears, the Marcus Smiths, the Harry, Henry Annandals. You've got to pick these guys because they're playing well in the premiership. So, But they don't suit a kicking game plan. So then they get frustrated. And I think you're seeing a bit of that at the moment. So... I think Steve, to, to be fair, he's trying to play his way, um, the Leicester way, which mm. is a, a set piece, defense orientated, kicking game. You know, stay in the fight. Um, you know, take your opportunities when they come. Um, he just needs to. He needs everyone. He needs the players, or we'll pick the players uh, that are going to be able to execute that. Um, and I think it's a bit of in between at the moment. Well, you've given us some great, um, uh, you know, dissection of, of, of what's going on in the England setup, mate. What about the All Blacks? Um, you mentioned at the top when 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 we started talking that there's a way that the All Blacks can beat Ireland, but they have to be at their very best. There's a, a lot of talk here about whether Bowden Barrett at 15 is the right choice. There are too many Chiefs in the back line. I mean, if if you were setting up this All Black team to beat Ireland, how would you do it? Uh, mate, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change it. I think um, for me, it's around. It's uh, the personnel is fine. Like I don't have an issue with that. I uh, I'd, I'd be right. There's a there's a tactical way that you got to play against this team. Um, firstly, like they're going to have to start fast. Um, this this mm. you got you got to pick at the wounds. You got to pick at the history wounds here for for Ireland. Um, Ireland Ireland, you know, over the far past kind of 18 months, kind of dictate the first 20 minutes. Um, like if they go if they go eight to 10 points down. Like you, you, then you're asking serious questions in a game like this. Um, mm. For me, though, like tactically, I, th- I've, I think it all rolls around defence. I think um, this island machine that we see, um, this multiple 
ability to play off first, second, third um, receiver. There's, there's these pot-off nines that have all got skills. The big stat for me is the number one team with the uh, number one pass accuracy team in the competition is Ireland. Like, and that's forwards and backs. Like, so they, their, their ability to play their game is all based around their ability to, to handle and, and make accurate passes and play at the line. No team at the moment, apart from South Africa a little bit, has put pressure on their, their attack. Uh, Scotland just sat off connected and they yeah. just got run down because they're physical like they were playing on the game and they're over it over it over it like sections out the back with like l- runners it was like watching the penguins panthers like multiple mm. uh numbers at the line like it was out the back it was brilliant but mate, put it under pressure put their skills under pressure get off the line i'd like to see the all blacks be really aggressive and deep like get up like we um we we, we played them in the six nations and we we had a mindset of getting off the line like almost sacrificing the edge a little bit, but putting pressure on them. And they made mistakes. And if they make mistakes, then they're going backwards, there's balls on the ground, and transition will be gold for the All Blacks. That's where that's where they will score tries, on transition, two, three phases post-transition. And if it's not, then put the ball in the backfield, repeat. Um, so, yep. yeah. So I think I think that's where – that, that that for me is going to be where the game's going to be won. Bang, that is absolutely class from you there, Nick Evans. We've been talking about that formation, the, the kind of style of play that they've, they've spoken about all week. And I spoke about it online and someone said, yeah, yeah, but you can't just focus on one man. Everyone knows their roles in that uh, Irish side. So you've got to come up with heat. You've got to come up connected and have the right alignment. Cannot get checked. And, uh, and B, stay in, stay in play just in case uh, you need to push off and, and be on that inside support, mate. What about the breakdown? They've got the quickest ball in the world at the moment. I think it's three or four seconds averaging per ruck. The breakdown has probably been a big talking point this week. Sam Kane, Shannon Frizzell, do they have enough to, to make an impact there? Yeah, I think so. I think like, um, and again, I think this is where tactically you've got to be smart, um, you know, they're not going to Ireland aren't going to change, um, you know, the way they play in, ter- in terms of attack. Like it's, um, it's brilliant. It's working for them. Um, you know, they, they obviously have a few little plays off set piece and things like that. But this is, I think, when defensively, and again, I'm not a defence coach, but like just the way their pods are, are formed, it's, it's very accurate. Everyone knows their roles and responsibility. But if you can just get little checks on on, on lead lines and, and little bumps, um, you know, inside inside jackal. So inside coming jackling from the inside is going to be crucial. So if you get bumps on the inside. Like that inside clean can be compromised, um, and I think that's ability to slow the ball down. Um, you know, we got a like Ireland are really good around um, their work on the ground. Um, you know, if you watch them really closely, their their ability to put their hand down first and push them back as they're getting tackled, they're on their way back, putting the ball back. They're not waiting. We were we were all taught to score the try first and then move. They're they're they're, mm. they're not even scoring the try. They're not, they're not even hitting the ground before they're moving back. So, you know, we have to be really quick around that, um, or we just go full like um, numbers in the line, you know, almost 30 in the line, leave the breakdowns unless they're in wide channels, and then just get that line speed, just come with line speed and force errors and, and try and get them behind the gain line. Hey, Nick, you see the you see the two quarterfinals this week. They, that should be semifinals. Do you see anyone from the other side of the draw actually getting through to the final? Uh, jeepers. Um, no, not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, like Argentina have been disappointing, um, like really mm. disappointing this, this this World Cup, which has been shamed. Like Wales, like I mean, if Wales are fit, like Toby's a big loss for them, but Wales, mm. like Gats's Gats plays a really a really strong brand of footy around like just making the game ugly, um, and like semis and, and and finals can be really ugly. They've got a good kicking game, 
mate, they work hard. They're fit as anything. Um, they've got a decent amount of like firepower if they can get the ball to the wings. Um, you know, Zamet can beat anyone, anyone um, in a phone box, mate. He's, he's rapid. So maybe a little bit, mate. I can't, oh, I can't see Fiji. And I think the best is probably England. Like they've, they've been on the right side of the draw. Um, they've got a game suited for knockout rugby. Um, you know, they, they're just kind of, I can just see them getting there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just see them kind of <laughs> getting there just just for pure, that's just what's going to happen. I don't know. They're just on the easy side of the draw, so-called easy yeah. side of the draw. Okay. But, yeah. yeah. All right, Nick. Well, um, before we let you go, mate, we need we need to get you, you dusting off the crystal ball. It sounds like you're picking England yep. Wales on that side. Who are the other semi-finalists? Um, oh, mate. Uh, South Africa will beat France. Uh, I think South Africa will have too much for France. Um, and I will pick – I'll pick the All Blacks by three. Oh, I'll pick the All Blacks by three. <laughs> All right, mate. I hope those splinters don't hurt too much. Come on, <laughs> Evan. <laughs> Good boy. Good stuff, Nick. I appreciate your time, brother. Uh, some some great right, stuff no worries, from mate. you. Really good. Enjoy the games. Cheers, mate. Yeah, Cheers. awesome, mate. Uh, Nick Evans here with us. Uh, yeah, he got some great insight on that England thing, Kempi. Uh, the, just some, the, the, the thing up. with the defensive strategy, and well, this is. A, I just want to quickly make this point: is he is you can't change overnight. A week ain't enough. Nah time to say to your team I need you to go aggressively at the Irish defensive line if they do that um, with a week's practice they're going to get they're going to get torn to threads all right so they've got to stick with that system and they got to hope that gets them home um, you can yeah. put little bits of pressure on them but if you go too aggressively with a with a week with a week out that's what we've been talking about all year is about how do you stop these um, teams that are attacking you defensively where you attack their defense you know, and this should have been implemented a long time ago. Um, but I hear what Nick's saying. Nick is exactly right. But unfortunately, the defensive coach hasn't given them enough time and seven days ain't enough. It's 7.23 here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Keep your texts coming through for Kempe's kicker. We've got plenty of those. We'll get to some of those shortly. You need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse keeping you healthy this spring.